We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Not only is he apparently a great evaluator of quarterbacks, you know, go back to the uh, 2018 draft class. He had Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson supposedly at the top of his list of quarterbacks that he would want to work with. And that was a class that we all thought was loaded with quarterback talent that ended up being very spotty outside of Allen and Jackson. But he worked with Aaron Rodgers. He's worked with some some really talented people over the course of time. And he's he's not ancient. He's 46 years old. So he's done a lot in a pretty short period of time. He is very well respected as a coach. And so for a team where so much is going to hinge on the success of whatever quarterback comes in here next, that is why I like the two additions that they've made. A longtime quarterbacks coach in Alex Van Pelt, a great quarterback evaluator, quarterbacks coach himself in Ben McAdoo. I think the question is now, how does it work on game day? What scheme are they going to deploy to, to help this quarterback moving forward? There are still some, some very obvious question marks surrounding both of these guys. Phil Perry, last night on NBC Sports Boston, eh, you know, Ben McAdoo, actually kind of a good hire. I'm not buying it. I want to give you Giardi's response to that coming up here in a moment in the final hour of Jones and Mego with Arkin. Here on WEEI, we have Meg explaining at 5.30. I'm told it's fecal-free. Is that right? Yes. This one you can listen to and also eat or cook. Yeah, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a good tease or not. Like, maybe I shouldn't be telling people that it's fecal-free. They might. You will be disappointed. Yeah, they might be like, well, I'm not listening to that. Uh, then we have Bet Roulette. Picture tonight at 5.45. Uh, so stay tuned for all of it. Just real quick, before we get to Giardi, who I think has an interesting spinoff of the McAdoo and Van Pelt uh, hires and the direction of the franchise. This came out in the last half hour or so. We were talking to Scal and then did triple play. So we didn't have any time to get it in. Uh, Nick Saban, it's been announced by ESPN, is joining College Game Day as an analyst alongside, and I think this is important, Reese Davis, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreet, Desmond Howard, Pat McAfee. So... Pat McAfee's back next year? I guess. It's, but I'm saying, when I say it's important, I just mean they're not reformatting that whole show like he's being dropped into and added on that show whose role does he take does he get like his own little cute segment well no something like that i'm guessing if you're bringing in nick they've already rightfully so they've de-emphasized lee corso over the years yes ryan i was gonna say i bet the first year looks very much like what the uh the nhl and tnt crew did when they brought in wayne gretzky like he's probably gonna be there but not all the time you know why I don't know, because that's just how these things tend to go. I know, you, but... You asked what it looked like. I think that's what it's going to no, look but, like. No, but, but, like, if I'm ESPN and I'm paying Nick Saban, whatever the hell they're paying him, I, I have him out there all the time. But you think Wayne Gretzky's doing this because he just loves the game? No, he's probably making a lot of money, no, too. No, he probably is, but at least with him, I get it a little bit more. Like, Saban should be pretty media savvy. He's been, he's been doing press conferences for how long. He should know all these players. Like, how plugged in was Gretzky on the league? I have no idea. And so, I mean, look, it's a fair point. They were paying Gretzky a lot of money, too. I'd imagine he's a big part of the show. Is that is that what we see Bill doing? Obviously not in college football, but if his buddy's doing that, should we expect him to do the same thing? 
It doesn't change whether or not I think Bell's going to do it. Like, I don't think Bell's going to be like, oh, Saban's doing game day? Okay, I better get on one of these NFL game day programs. Like, I don't see it that way. I think it's about the same likelihood. Do you think they'd approach it the same, whether they're talking about it or Bill's reacting to Nick Saban? I mean, my guess is Bill knew Saban was doing this. So let me ask you this, which what's a bigger deal, college game day or any of the game day broadcasts leading up to NFL games? Good question. I would I would argue the NFL is bigger than college game, uh, college football. So I would argue the Sunday shows. But I think college I like game, game day, day is like such a dominant product, though, especially for people a generation or yeah, two above us. So rephrase. So you said any of the Sunday shows. So you're saying what's bigger, college game day or like NFL Sunday yeah, countdown any, on ESPN? Any one show. Yeah, maybe, maybe game day is bigger than any one Bill of the pregame shows. Because can't do all of them. Right. Maybe it's bigger than any one. But working in the NFL, I, I think, is probably bigger. I, I don't know if that's what Bill's going to do. I don't know if it's the best fit for him. I, it's, that's an easy, easy, easy gig. One day a week? How long is game day? Two hours? Three hours? Something like that. Like, yeah, it's they, a long they have show. like they add like a weird hour before it that's like fake game day. It's not really game day. They have day. like three features in it. So like one day a week, you fly to that location and you're one of five people, never mind all the pre recorded segments and interviews and everything else. You're one of five people talking over the course of three hours. Like that is a cushy gig and you get compensated really well. The NFL Sunday shows, unless you're on ESPN, if you're doing CBS or Fox or uh uh what else? Are you doing the NBC one, for instance, on uh, Sunday nights? Amazon. Like, yeah, Amazon's another one. Amazon might be longer and NBC might be longer. But Fox and CBS, those are an hour. Those things are an hour. And you're one of five people there. So it's a cushy gig. I wonder if that's what's in store for Bill. Who do you think will be better at it, Saban or Belichick? I think probably Saban. Arkan? Definitely Saban. Why? I just think Saban's better on TV. I think he's uh, probably someone who can uh, be a little bit more relatable than Bill Belichick, first of all. I think he'll be able to connect with the audience better. And, you know, he doesn't seem like someone who's everything's a big state secret with him and he won't want to open up about anything. Like it's, I could see Bill not really wanting to get too deep in the weeds. I could see Saban saying whatever he wants. Bigger thing to me is that Saban's retired. Saban retired. Bill is probably still wanting another coaching job. And you see how it goes when guys get into media and they want another coaching job. They're going to be hesitant to criticize a lot. I, look, maybe this uh, is Rex Sa- Ryan just uh, had a talk about that. Interviewing the, for the Cowboys, Cowboys right? DC and he's coordinator ripping everybody. So. so that's just because he's got those big teeth. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sold. Saban's done. I'm not sold. He's done. I am. You think he'll never coach again? Yeah. Okay. At least, at least college programs would want Saban. Bill might be done because I don't know that an NFL team wants him. Uh, but you can jump in on this. 617-779-7937. Nick Saban to college game day. What does it mean, if anything, for Bill Belichick? Meanwhile, here's Giardi last night discussing the Patriots and their hires with Alex Van Pelt and Ben McAdoo. I'm curious about McAdoo as the evaluator. So their scouts, Cameron Williams, who heads the college scouting department, they've done all this work on this class and on quarterback because it became clear as things are going on well we're going to be picking pretty high we might need one of those guys now all of a sudden does McAdoo get a seat at the table and how much influence does he wield because the old guy the one that actually ran the entire organization Bill Belichick would kind of come in and be like "Mm, my guys told me this and we're going to overrule everybody so I'm curious what sort of clout McAdoo has when it comes to that decision because quite frankly the other guys have done the work and this has been sort of a complaint of what happened under Belichick don't do it again. So it's a good point. I I can't imagine Ben McAdoo is brought in to evaluate the quarterbacks, but Mark Daniels, Greg Bedard, they're telling you, well, he really liked when he was out of football that year in 2018, he really liked Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. So it's a fair point. If he, 
if you're just having someone come in and overrule the scouts after they've done all the work all year long, how are you any better off than when Bill was here? Well, do you think they're bringing him in so much for personnel evaluation or I, on the coaching side to help with installing a new offense? I don't think that, but I'm telling you, to the people who are like, he should evaluate the quarterback because look at what he wrote in the New York Post, Mark Daniels, Greg Bedard. I'm saying to those people, if he just comes in and parachutes in in February and he's just bossing around the scouts who have put in all the work, how's that any different than Bill? No, that would also be replicating a mistake because that was, if you look at what people said about the Nikhil Harry trade, for example, like that's the most famous example I can think off the top of my head. It's that the scouts did all this work and liked all these other receivers and Bill gets... An, an opinion from one of his friends connected somewhere else one and night, goes, actually, we're going to go with Nikhil Harry. Bill was listening to the Jones show one night and heard me talking up Nikhil Harry and he changed his mind. I think that's what happened. So how is that any different? Like, I just, I don't want Ben McAdoo anywhere. I guess my real point is, I don't want Ben McAdoo anywhere near the pick. Should we let his defender speak on his behalf? <laughs> we need to that's hear true. both sides. So why don't we let Ben McAdoo's biggest fanboy talk for if, a little bit? If he's here and he is here, I just want him coaching the quarterbacks i don't need him picking the quarterback too that's crazy yeah i mean listen i'm not saying that he should be part of the front office but out of everybody who's there he's got about as much right to it as anyone else he's got about you know it it really like between wolf and some of these other people in the front office alonzo hightower and you know some of these other people it's like okay you know at the very least you can say mcadoo does have some experience here and he does have a bit of a track record not really in the front office but he does seem to have an eye for quarterbacks or he did at one point so I'm not sure that it's the worst thing in the world but out of everybody who's there I'd say he's right at the top of the list of people who are qualified to do it I was about to take a shot at him but does this look any better years later he benched Eli for Geno like, does that look any better years later? I was about to take a shot at him and be like, oh, yeah, he's got such an eye it for quarterbacks. It would have looked better a year ago. He wanted to go with Gene. Right. It, has the shine come off that a little bit? Yeah. Like, we could have spun that a little bit better for him. That, Arkham, that, Arkham probably that move is really Maybe. just a roller coaster for takes, if you want it. Well, Eli was not having a good year, and the whole reason they got upset and fired him is because he had the streak going. And so when they benched him and put in Geno Smith, I don't think he was like, oh, yeah, Geno Smith's going to take us to the promised land. He's like, we can't play Eli anymore. And uh, New York got all pissed off at him for it, and that was that. What was the note from Karen today? Karen Gregian on uh, Ben McAdoo. He's still under contract, right, with Carolina. He's getting paid by the Panthers. For two more years is the note that she had, I thought, right? He signed a three-year deal, was her belief? That sounds right. Uh, Let me double-check that. I believe that's what she wrote. And so, like, Van Pelt is under contract with Cleveland. Uh, Ben McAdoo, uh, Karen Gregian, I believe, wrote, and let me just fact-check myself. I believe she said he has two years left on his deal. And so, again, it's just this whole idea that they're just bringing in these guys who are under contract, and that's why they're here. And they're striking out on their top targets. That's frustrating. She says, yeah. it's interesting to note that since McAdoo signed a three-year deal with Carolina in 2022 as their OC. I'm sorry. So he, because he was out of football last year, he has one year left, but it was originally a three-year deal. So there you go. So that's why he's here. Yeah, probably part of it. And, I mean, the more things change, right, the more they stay the same. It's really, it's like Belichick's methods haven't really disappeared yet. You know, keeping coaches around and bringing in guys who are still under contract, other places, zeroing in on one place. Like, Overrule- I know he did it more with players. Overruling the scouts. Overruling the scouts. It's you know, everybody's got to be from Rutgers. Everybody's got to be from the Packers. Everybody's got to be a friend of mine or something like that with Elliot Wolf. Like, it's really... Not a lot different. It's just Bill Belichick's not doing it. What's going to be the random prep school sport that now is injected into the Patriots DNA? Good question. I don't know. Hmm. What sport? Can be like rowing. I don't know. What do you think Gerard Mayo liked? It's called crew, Mega. Gerard Mayo worked with, uh, you know, he worked in finance at Optum. So what do all the finance dorks like? Probably crew. Maybe equestrianism. Sailing. Yeah, right. That's a good one. 
something like that. Like he worked with all the Optum dorks, so like I don't I don't know. Like what are they like? Probably out on the golf course. I like it. I like thinking golf. it's a. I yeah. think I like thinking it's equestrian. He's like, yeah, I know, I know them. They have a nice stables over there. I mean, Some look, fine horses. Look, I like tennis. Tennis, though, I'd say that's in the mix. 617-779-7937. Arcan with all the latest here in Trending. We're right back with Mexplaining. What do we have coming up, Mego, for a little uh, little clue? Okay. What we have, I'm curious. I want you guys to think about this during the break, and this goes out to the audience, too. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done with your car? What is the dumbest oh, thing? I absolutely know mine. Not I won't, like I won't you're say so it now. reckless or like you ran a stop sign or something. What's the dumbest? Just you're like, I'm an idiot. How did I just do that? I, because I, there is a man, shocker, in Florida who did something outrageously dumb with his car. Like, and he says it's not his fault. I don't like how Mego just says it's a shocker that it's a man. I feel like I was very yeah, sexist. Women are great drivers. Yeah, I, I, in Florida. Yeah, yeah I, that's it. Sounded like it was a shot at all men. That was a very sexist comment by Mego. I uh, I agree with you, Arkad, on that one. Uh, on I, girls and women in sports day. I know how how dare you. Uh, I have well, girls and women in cars day. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I have mine. We'll get to it right after trending with Arkad. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Arkan is so emotional. He's like Mama Bear. You're Mama Bear for this team. I like Jones and the Mama Bears. It's Jones and the Mama Bears. Jones and the Mama Bears here on WEEI. We got some like folk group. 617 on WEEI. Who's the best quarterback in this draft? Is it Caleb Williams? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? I like Jaden Daniels. So I'm Jaden Daniels fan. Um, Heisman Trophy winner, obviously. I love the, the play, how he plays, being able to be versatile. So I think that'll be a strong suit for us. Just, just trade in down. My opinion. See, I keep saying trade down. <laughs> trade down ad. Don't do it. Ah, don't do it. Kendrick Bourne last night with Tommy Curran, Radio Row, wants Jaden Daniels, doesn't want to trade down. I don't really want him back on the team, but I'll tell you what, if that's his stance, I'm on board with it. If you can talk if you can talk Elliot Wolf and or Jonathan Kraft, Robin Glazer, whomever, if you can talk them into staying at three and taking a quarterback, maybe I'll be okay with Kendrick Bourne being back on the team. I'm just really I understand like Tom Curran's approach is very responsible. And he's thinking about not putting a quarterback in a situation where he doesn't have enough around him and he's just going to flounder for two years and then be out of the league. If you think any of these guys are like, these quarterbacks are really worth their salt, you should be able to put something around them with the amount of money that you have in free agency and hopefully drafting at least one other piece, right? Like when I, when I listen to people talk about trading back, I, I try to look at it as... Are you talking about it because it's a risk-averse thing yes. and you yes. don't want to whiff on a quarterback? Or you really think a quarterback can be absolutely destroyed by how bad oh, well, how bad your your team is I right think now? Curran, I think Curran might believe that second thing as well. But I think a lot of it is being risk-averse and looking at just pure percentages. 
of how many quarterbacks teams haven't hit on. Then it kind of feels like you're at a point where you're looking at this team and going, you're so bad, you don't deserve a quarterback. Well, this is is where I will defend Arkan on your team-building approach. If you hate the quarterbacks, you don't like the quarterbacks, you shouldn't take one. And so you don't like the quarterbacks, so you're consistent, and you say you won't take them. I kind of like all these quarterbacks. I prioritize them differently, but I've been with people on Williams and May the whole year. You guys know I was much ahead of the curve on Jaden Daniels. I liked him very far before everybody else. So I like those quarterbacks. And I don't even, I like Penix as well, but I'm not saying, you know, take Michael Penix at, at four. I'd take Harrison over Penix. I'd probably take some of the tackles over Penix for God's sakes. And I don't even like tackles. So, you know, I, I like those quarterbacks. But if you don't, and maybe Curran's in that camp, or maybe the Patriots are in that camp, that's when you trade back because. I agree with, I think it was Jeremy Fowler who wrote this the other day. You are in a position of power at pick three. Teams are going to covet either Harrison or one of those quarterbacks. They are. If they're coming up for those players, that means they covet them and you can get a haul. I don't want to wait another year for draft picks. I don't want to drag this rebuild out any longer than it needs to take. So to me, I'm trying to cash it in now and I'm swinging for the fences with a quarterback because I'm not afraid of it. But... If you don't like the quarterbacks, you shouldn't force it. And that that's where I do at least agree with Arkan's logic. And I also saw, and this is Colin Cowherd, but trading that third pick for Justin Jefferson and getting the 11th pick and you could take a quarterback there, I'd be 100% into that. So, 100% Wait, isn't it, is it? Are you talking about this year's 11th pick? No, no, no. You'd yeah, be getting you traded to Minnesota. You'd, so be mo- you'd, you'd move back Jefferson to 11. And their pick. You'd be moving back to 11 and getting a future first round pick. I don't want that. I'd take that. Yeah, because Arkan wants Bo Nix throwing to Justin Jefferson. I just, right. Uh, how was Justin Jefferson without a quarterback last year? I'm sorry, he was fine. How were the Vikings without a quarterback last year? I mean, they hung around a little bit, and Jefferson was hurt for a lot of the year, too. So, I mean, he could probably elevate a quarterback who wouldn't have been as good otherwise more than dropping him onto an offense and hoping he elevates Pop Douglas and, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne, which is what I think. That's that's where I would go. I think that's a great place to start. Jefferson's a stud. He's a cornerstone so player. So who's, who's your quarterback with Jefferson? Um, if you're picking at 11, it could be McCarthy. It could be Penix. It could be Knicks. I'd still go with Knicks. Um, I like him the most, but right. I think you could get any one of those three. Knicks, Jefferson, Mego, or... Jaden Daniels and Mike Evans. I'm taking Jaden Daniels and Mike Me Evans. Too. So I just I like that structure better. And so I love Justin Jefferson, but like if I don't have a quarterback to throw him the ball, what what good is he? I don't I don't really understand what good he's gonna be. I'll look up how he was with Jaron Hall and who are some of the other scrubs they had in there last year after Kirk Dobbs. Cousins got hurt? Josh Dobbs, good one. Astronaut. Who is it? The Pastronaut. <laughs> right. No, there was another guy, the guy who was in San Francisco before, who I was actually trying to reference when we were talking about all the failed Mullins? quarterbacks with the Niners. Yes, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. Hey. Like, you know, how was he and how was the team? I think they won seven games last year. And so, no, I, I, I wouldn't do I'm not passing on the third pick to go get Justin Jefferson. But if you hate the quarterbacks, you can do worse than trading for Jefferson. That's for sure. Now, who would I rather have, Harrison or Jefferson? Arkin, who would you rather have, Harrison or Jefferson? Um, you hope that Harrison could become Jefferson, so I say Jefferson. And I, I le- like Harrison a lot. I would lean Jefferson on that, too. Like, there's a chance Harrison can't play. I mean, there's a chance that Harrison is a bust. And there's a chance he's better than Jefferson, too, no, I guess. I mean, but there's more likely he's not. There is a chance of that. But I I would, you know, there's, mu- there's a much greater chance he's Braylon Edwards or Charles Rogers than, you know, uh, Jefferson all of a sudden can't play anymore. That I'll grant you. So, look, I mean, if you're talking about moving down for an actual roster player, that's fine. But I'd rather I'd rather take the pick. I'd rather take the quarterback. I don't think Justin Jefferson is turning you from a four win team to a ten win team. He might he might turn you from a four win team to a six win team. He was on a seven win team last year. So I just that's not enough of a difference maker for me to pass on the third pick. We didn't get to it. I'm just curious real quick. What do you make of 
the talk that J.J. McCarthy may be moving into high, high, high in the first round? Um, I would let somebody else take him. I mean, uh, Giardi said last night he could be a top 10 pick. That's all Harbaugh propaganda, by the way. I don't buy it. I think Harbaugh's just trying to speak it into existence. Okay, but but Giardi, Giardi was at the Senior Bowl and said that's how people are feeling about McCarthy. Yeah, because of the Harbaugh well. propaganda, Jones. Oh, you, oh, you think it's Don't just that? Don't fall for the Harbaugh propaganda. Maybe. I, I, I now see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I think Harbaugh's going to bat for his guy. Look, if you're telling me McCarthy could be the fourth quarterback in the class, maybe. Arkan, you like Knicks. I like Penix. So I think people start seeing quarterbacks differently after the first three. I don't think he's ever going to break into that top three, though. And to me, if he's not in the top three, then I the Patriots don't need to scout him because they should take one of these top three and then they're done. Jim Harbo. <laughs> Harbo. 617-779-7937. Uh, what's the approach for the Patriots? You can also vote in our big question of the day. It's up now at Jones and Mego. I haven't updated the results in a while. Uh, who do you want to win the Super Bowl this year? 83%. And it's dropped a little bit, 82.8. Say the San Francisco 49ers. You're very territorial about... Brady, his records, the Patriots, their Super Bowls, which I get, but it's good to get an actual metric on that. 80-plus percent of Patriots fans are terrified of having the Brady-Mahomes debate. That's what that really says. But I do think there's also a story within there that we've investigated today about team building and what you need. Because get ready. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, you're going to hear a lot about how you can find a quarterback on day two or day three of the draft. And I don't want the Patriots getting that in their heads. So continue to vote at Jones and Mego. You can dial us up 617-779-7937. But first, let's get to Meg's. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg-splaining. Meg-splaining. So I asked you guys to talk, to think about the dumbest things you've done with your car. Yep. Before we get to you, I want to talk about something that made news from Fox 35 Orlando. This is just, this is an incredible bit of news that I came across. This is from New Smyrma Beach in Florida. And if you're watching on Twitch, you can go to twitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. <laughs> wow. Smurma. Okay, Smurma. so you see some video of a white pickup truck that appears to be pretty deep in the ocean. Here's what happened here. So at New Smyrma Beach in Florida, there was a warning up and a gate down preventing cars from driving on the beach. Usually cars, you know, you lower the air pressure in your tires. You can go out on the beach. Well, on this day, just a couple days ago. Wait a minute. There was that, what do you mean? I, I know that? I don't know that. You, that's, how, that's you can drive around on the beach? Have you never been to Nantucket? No. Yeah, there's a plenty of Florida beaches too. Yeah, you turn down the air on your tires a little bit, and mm-hmm. you can drive out on the beach. Did you yeah, know driving this? Driving on the dunes, yeah. All right, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Me- Mego's just like, oh yeah, that's how you drive around on the beach. I've never driven on the beach. I don't know. Yeah, you sound real dumb right now. Well, there's no beaches in Vermont. What do you want from me? Okay, well, you seem to spend a lot of time on the South Shore. <laughs> so there was a high tide and a uh, wind weather warning so basically you couldn't go out and drive on the beach because the tide was coming up so high this fella from new york decides he's going to take it on himself to just go around the gate and drive and if you see it basically ends up his car is in the ocean Mm -hmm. his car is getting submerged by waves from the atlantic ocean here's the local fox 35 broadcast from the news describing what happened here. This white pickup truck seen driving through the surf here at New Smyrna Beach. 
landed 49-year-old Jason Bruschkovich behind bars in Volusia County. Jeff Buckingham, who works at a bar on the beach, has a panoramic view of the waves. We see a lot of unusual stuff here, but that's probably the dumbest thing I have ever seen. His jellyfish joyride coming to a halt when deputy vehicles arrived on scene. Did you catch what he was saying there no. in the audio? No, I get in trouble for this, I think, right? It's not my fault the truck don't serve. Sounds like sounds like Arcan a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it does sound like it. Sounds like Arcan's voice. Um, that was where not was, me. Where was Arcan when he was gone for a couple of trouble days? Is down best, on the beach. You know, I love my cars. <laughs> If we didn't have an accompanying mugshot, if you're watching on Twitch, I would highly encourage you to check out the broadcast on Twitch.tv because the mugshot is spectacular. Yeah, you're getting in trouble. Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Yeah, you it's can. the only proof we have that that wasn't Arcan based on the voice <laughs> is the mugshot. Also, the mugshot of this man is delightful. Like, he looks so happy to have caught this charge of Probably his the bath truck surfing. You're seeing there? There's, guess. there's a substance issue going on. If the solo in Freebird was a mood, this guy's face <laughs> says exactly that. Yeah. Is that a is that a tattoo on his forehead? What is that? What's going on on his forehead? I think it might just be um, a mark. I think it's kelp. <laughs> yeah, you got Seaweed. Kelp, something attached itself to him Z, from can you the put, ocean. Z, give me the mug shot again. What it's was a barnacle? that? Barnacle. <laughs> yeah, what no, is that? I think that's a wound. That's a wound, you think? I think it's a wound okay. on his forehead. Maybe it was a Which nice he probably had before he forehead decided to go to the yeah, beach no, okay. that day. Right. People, people are also very upset. It's Smyrna Beach. Not Smyrna? Smyrna. Okay. My bad. There's an N, not an M. I'm going to make this Smyrna Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there. But I wanted to ask you, not that you've ever done something that dumb with your car. No. I wouldn't think that you'd do something that stupid. Not my fault. The truck don't surf. The truck don't surf. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> Dumbest thing you've done with your car. I do want to highlight. Uh, it's. I think we've lost it on the text line, but one person did say that in high school they intentionally ran over a skunk. I'm thinking the skunk was dead. They intentionally ran over a skunk, and their hope. car stunk for two weeks. Which I don't know what you expected. Yeah, I've never done that. I've hit a. I've hit a skunk before, or, you know, driven, but not intentionally. I didn't. Did I didn't it stink up out. your car? Oh yeah, for sure. So to, when you hit it, I does parked, it just like that's what I told my parents? Like a, the smell was well. So no. So I. I gotta be honest. I don't think. I think I did the same thing. If you're, I think I probably ran over some roadkill accidentally, and it my car. But my car stunk. Yeah, this was when I was in high school. I parked on the. I parked as far away as I could at the high school, so no one could smell my car coming in. Uh, but yeah, I've done that before. That wouldn't even rate uh, at the top of my list. But if if he hit a dead skunk, I've done that. I didn't do it intentionally though. Arkan, what's the dumbest thing you've done? Um, I haven't done a lot of dumb stuff with my car, but one time driving in the snow in Colorado, I was trying to turn onto my street, and I went into a ditch. I finally got the car out, tried to turn onto the same street, and went into the ditch again. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just very slick out, and it was I thought I could get I it like the second time. I like how you preface this with I haven't done anything dumb with my car. I mean, car. it was really You drove was, into a ditch twice? That's pretty dumb. It was, this, it was the conditions. It wasn't that I drove into the ditch. Like, I slid on the, yeah, on the it, snow. Were other cars just constantly driving into that ditch, or just you? I tried to call AAA and say, hey, I'm in a ditch, and they're like, everybody's in a ditch, man. Like it's a bad night, and that was that was the deal that night. But helpful. It was, uh, you know, I so I had to get it out myself. But uh, yeah, and then I went right back into the same ditch. Second time, much easier to get out. And then the third time, I actually turned onto the street. So that was my like big dumb thing. I guess you could do that. Okay, good to know. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. (laughs) Yeah, that's up there. That's that's that's... dumber than me. I I I think I've shared this. That's dumber than driving in the ocean, really. (laughs) Well, not that far off. Uh, What's your? No, it's not his fault. The truck don't surf. Yeah, seriously. 
Um, I backed into a, a truck fence. don't ski. When I was listening to Sports Talk Radio and I found out Carson Wentz was traded to you Washington, I backed into a fence and I hit, I destroyed one of my rear, so this was very recent, I destroyed one of my rear lights, like my turn signal light. Nice. So that was one really dumb thing. I will say, I do remember in high school, I mean, there were a couple stupid things, like one time somebody stole my parking spot and I was running late coming back from open lunch, so I put my car into four-wheel drive and I just drove my car up on top of a snow mound, like next to the parking lot and just left it there yeah. and climbed down and was walking out and got detention because it wasn't a parking spot. The other thing is I remember- What's, what's open lunch? Open you can lunch. Leave you can Open leave? campus lunch. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, we had too many kids in the school to eat in the uh, cafeteria, so you were allowed to drive off campus and go wherever you wanted. And just park wherever you want, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> but it was also a thing. Going in, to Wawa. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> it was also a thing in high school where it took forever to get out of the parking lot because there was so much traffic of kids all leaving at the same time. So for whatever reason, we always used to throw coins at each other's cars. Did you do that? No. Like coins out of your like, oh, like, so like break people's windshields. Yeah, like that? no, that well, you no. throw like no, paint. like you don't want to. You don't throw like a quarter, but you throw like pennies at each other's cars when you like your friends when Never you're sitting that. there. Yeah, me either. Uh, that did happen on a on a school bus I was in in high school. They shattered the uh, uh, thing above the driver, not the not the rearview mirror, but like the deflector With a thing. Coin? Yes, above, from the outside. Above. No, 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 no. From inside the bus I was riding on, someone did that. What kind of bus was this? It's not great. We, we, we were pulled over, and we all, had to, we all had to wait. We all had to wait for another bus to show up. It was miserable. Uh, I did not do that. No, the dumbest things I've done <laughs> with my car. One of my friends hit an elementary school school bus when she was driving me to school because she, hit was, the bus? she was trying to light her, her bowl while she was driving with her knees. And I didn't she was have trying to poop in a bucket. This <laughs> is my friend. She was trying to poop in a bucket while she was driving, and she ran into a school her, bus. I didn't have my license yet, and she she just, like, tapped the back of it, but there was a whole police report. I can imagine. The school bus. <laughs> uh, okay, so these are Mego's friends. No, the dumbest things I've done with my car, one I talked about the other day uh, within, like, the last couple of weeks, I was pulling out of here in a snowstorm. Um, one of the first years I was doing the night show back in this old studio, I was parked upstairs because of the snow. And when I was leaving, I went to take the turn under the tracks. Is that turn still there under the train tracks over there on the left? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I went to take that turn to go to CVS. I don't know why I had, I had Josh Deering in the car with me. So I was taking him somewhere. I, I don't remember where I was taking him probably back to his apartment at the time. And I went to I just tried to gun it through this giant snowbank and got stuck. And I, it's in the middle of a snowstorm. And so a cop fortunately was driving by and he bumped my car out because he's like, what are you doing? You're not going to be able to move. You're stuck in this snowbank. So I got bumped out of that because I thought I could drive through it. Pretty dumb. Uh, the other thing I've done that wasn't very smart is, you know, in, in Vermont, it snows a lot. And I, I hadn't moved my car for, like, say, a weekend. So I'm going to school on a Monday, or maybe I was going somewhere on a Sunday. It had been sitting under snow for a couple of days. And the snow had frozen a little bit. The temperature had dropped. The snow had frozen. And I took a shovel and tried to shovel the snow off the, uh, the hood of my car and scraped a ton, of, say, a ton of the paint. I mean, a ton of the I paint. I think every teenager off has the hood done of my car. some version of that. Yeah, this is a metal shovel. This is not like <laughs> this is not a plastic. This is a metal shovel. I tried to I tried to shovel the snow off and scraped a lot of paint. I, off the hood I, of my car. I swear, I think like at least fifty percent of kids, if you had a car, like you did some version of that cleaning snow for the first time yeah. and just being like, oh no. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was not a great look for my car. I can tell you that. That was a dumpy car. It wasn't like it was a nice car. That's why you give teenagers dumpy cars. It's one of the reasons, or because they're lighting their bowl and they drive into a school bus. That'd be another reason. But yes, that's uh, that's a couple of reasons. Never. Bus came out of nowhere, man. <laughs>
Whoa, it's full of kids, <laughs> man. <laughs> Excuse me, officer. <laughs> so I, I, I don't get it. So what's so? Why was the guy driving in the ocean? Well, he was trying to drive on the beach. And he, he didn't realize he had, how high the tide was. Perhaps something else was high as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is it was just. If I, you see his mugshot, so you're cool. not. You're <laughs> not again. I'm, I'm oblivious to driving on the beach, so we're not blaming his tire pressure for driving into the ocean. No. Okay, I thought. No, that, I thought this is what you were blaming. The beach was close to driving because the tide was so high, and he decided to go around the gate, and he effed around you know, and found yeah. out. Cardone, I blame. I blame the meth. Card on surf. <laughs> Bad salts. If Although you, the guy's teeth are too nice. They don't look like meth teeth. If you got, no, no, no. If you got like, a mugshot for this, could be veneers. Could would a good you mugshot. smile like that? Sure. I think I would have a big dumb smile. Depends what I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you, you got to embrace the full stupid at that yeah, point. Yeah. You take some bath salts and go drive on the beach and you're alive. He's ha- the man's, that man's happy to be alive, I yeah. feel like. He's about to get sucked out to sea. Yes, I mean, if you're watching you on know, Twitch. I, I think what he did is... He's very fortunate he's still... Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? <laughs> I think ah, it's his... Where he's been. His move uh, was actually less dumb than driving into a ditch twice. If I wasn't a white billionaire, you wouldn't be pulling me over for driving in the ocean. I, I gotta be honest, Arkan, Arkan prefacing driving into a ditch twice with... I've never done anything that stupid It was in my a car. blizzard. was a wild... A wild claim. It was a swerve <laughs> into a ditch twice. So that's Meg explaining each and every day at this time here on Jones and Mego with Arcan. We have Bet Roulette, some picks for tonight, which I I have been missing just left and right. Uh, that's next. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Mac Jones was really liked. I think it, it was rough in 2023. Uh, 2022 obviously was rough, as you just talked about. Yeah. And then 2023, it got more rough. So I think it just it was two years of, of, of roughness, of, of kind of rebuilding and trying to find who we were. And I think it was just a, it was kind of a toxic place. People pointing the fingers and things like that in the locker room. Not too bad, but you could feel the energy. You know, I've been a part of a winning locker room, mm-hmm. as you know, in San Francisco. And, I, and it was just different. It was it was harder. Um, to, to get through those situations. So I don't say he wasn't liked. It was just everybody's point of view is different. So I love Mac. I have a good relationship with him, but I couldn't tell you how somebody else felt. So I think it was just different emotions about him. Different emotions. It's a nice way of saying I liked him, but everybody else hated him, or at least other guys on the team didn't like him so much. It's Kendrick Bourne with uh, Zach Gelb. I want to credit that properly. On Radio Row, among other interviews he did. If you're watching on Twitch, maybe you're hanging out after tuning in for that mugshot down in Florida. Uh, Arcand is uh, been air- <laughs> been airbrushed right out. <laughs> Got the Barbara Walters filter. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's uh, I like Arcand's to make Arcand's beaming in from heaven. I like <laughs> to make this reference from time to time. It's it's D on Always Sunny. Did you hmm. guys always ever watch that show uh, Touched by an Angel? My grandma liked I don't it. Think I, that's a soap? No, it was like a, I think it was kind of like a Christian show. Okay. I, I, Did you ever watch Seventh Heaven? I've heard Seventh Heaven, seven heaven I, for sure. Jessica Beale, I definitely watched Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven was like, I mean, it pretty much is still like my hair inspo. So. <laughs> Father I, ended up being a. He was a creep, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. He was I think a big time creep. Child molesters, right? The, the father on that show? 
I don't, on Seventh Heaven. I, I'd I have to familiarize myself with all the details, but I, I don't I remember totally know the yeah. news yeah. stories. But I, I know that he there was something bad going on there. Yeah. Nothing. However, thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for taking that direction. I, <laughs> I didn't bring up Seventh Heaven. If you like, no, bringing up the dad. Well, yeah, he was part of the show. That was a show I liked. His hair was your inspiration. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, like yeah. that man's hair. <laughs> that's <laughs> one the, day. That's the hair that I want. <laughs> I've been seeking out all these years. I keep bringing the picture to my the hairdresser. Brother with the bowl cut, that was my hair. <laughs> I don't remember Whatever his name was. Lloyd was Christmas. That, that was like the biggest acting job that Jessica Biel had. Uh, is that true? She's She's been in movies, hasn't she? She was in a... Uh, you can't name one. No, I... I she was in a movie with Adam Sandler where Adam Sandler was pretending to be gay and was trying not to be attracted to her, but I forget what it's called. Oh, oh like, I, now I, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Larry. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. That's not a bad so one. So in your face, Mego. Yeah. I now I, pronounce right. you Chuck and Larry. Right, yeah. that Jessica Biel vehicle, yeah. Chuck yes. and Larry. Yeah, she was the Saw love interest. in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did. I watched that hungover one day. I enjoyed it. I, I thought that was a good watch. I, I don't think I've ever seen it. I didn't pony up money to go see it in theaters, uh, but there you go. That guy uh, should have left you in the ditch. Speaking of, theaters. <laughs> speaking of ponying up money, all I do is pony up money and lose with my pick every single night. Let's get to it and bet roulette. All right, I'm going to give you a choice. You can oh, no, our kid's gone dark. Well, you can walk out of here. You can't have both. You don't f around in this place. You got it? Boom, boom. That's it. Gambling. Bet Roulette brought to you by Cars for Kids. Easy way to donate your car. You can donate today. Your car will be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com. That's the number four. Or 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. That's cars with a K. Arkan, you miss, missed last night. Yes, I did. I thought Orlando would uh, take down Miami. Miami smoked them. I uh, not only missed with my pick on the show, but to spite Arkan, I put together a specific four-leg parlay. Because Arkan's <laughs> like, well, hitting on a quarterback is like hitting on a four-leg parlay. And so I was like, gonna, I do that all the time. I was going to stick that right in his face, but I went two for four on my parlay, and one of the legs I missed on was Thunder, I think, plus three. Plus three and a half, whatever. Or Plus I'm sorry, three mi- and minus three and a half mm-hmm. is what I took him as. Uh, so I missed. Mego, though, is hot again, right? Mego's hit two or three in a row. She is the queen of hockey. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. true, right? The you Bruins had the flames under five and a half. I'm the roulette queen. Under on the goals last night. Uh, so why don't you get us started here, Mego, with okay. your pick or roll? That's rather. a six. A six. That's the one. The hockey queen strikes again. Nice. The one hockey game I have on this is oh, the great. Lightning and the Rangers. Uh, Tampa Bay in New York at Madison Square Garden tonight. Two good teams. Uh, I'm calling this one a pick em, Mego. What do you think? Uh, give me the Rangers. That's okay. the whole analysis. <laughs> you give me the one hockey pick out of the whole thing. You rolled the dice. I didn't mean to roll it that way. <laughs> give me the Rangers. What do you want from me? End of analysis. Okay, Mego's got the Rangers All right. uh, on the puck line. Is that what I heard? Yes. Okay. Got it. Jones's roll is a... One, and that is the Hawks, who are 12-point underdogs in Boston tonight. Uh, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and the rest of the Atlanta Hawks uh, getting laid a dozen points in this one. Jones, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to take the Celtics to to win and cover that number. They're without Drew Holiday tonight? Yeah, elbow sprain. I don't know if that's going to make much of a difference. Like Zingas playing to me, I, it, I, it sounds yeah, that yeah, way. Brown like like barring more players being out, uh, just losing Drew Holiday to me is not a deal breaker. So I say the Celtics win and cover the was it twelve or twelve, 12 and a points. half? Twelve. I, I don't get the the hook added on top of it. Even more reason to take the Celtics tonight. Arcan uh, is going to take his shot. Another Damn. miserable shot. By yeah, Arcan. Not, not been shooting well. Lately. Not only has it been short, which I get, you've been way right. You're like a buffalo kicker over there. What'd you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to uh, chalk that up to. But uh, either way, it's uh, embarrassing. What i got to do better tomorrow. Roll? Yeah, what's the number? I, a three. I, I got thought, a three. Didn't you think he was saying he didn't know what he rolled? That's yes, what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. No, I was and I'm like, why are you turned away from my own question. Weirdo. My headphones are unplugged. I was plugging them back in. I shan't even look. Okay. Number three is DeJounte Murray. 
and his over-under tonight of 20 and a half points. Um, the uh, over-under for Trey Young was like 29 and a half, so I'm going to take the over here with Murray. I think that he can crack that, especially without Holiday in the lineup. It just might be a little easier for him. I think Murray's really, really good, and uh, he usually plays well against the Celtics, so give me Murray over 20 and a half. Wow, this does not bode well for us. You want to know what the odds are on this parlay? <laughs> oh, they- Mango took puck line, Ray- not money line. Correct? Rangers are puck they- line. Are oh, they above plus 700? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ah! Ray, Rangers puck line. Celtics by 12 or more. Okay. DeJounte Murray over 20 and a half. Do I have that right? Yes. Plus yeah. plus 1,000. I had Lightning Rangers as a pick them. Plus 1,000. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, so, so that was just, money, it was money line. So Rangers, not, money not puck line. line. Not so puck so, line. so sorry, revise that line. for me, Ryan, if you would. It's just Rangers win. Let's for the Rangers that. just to win that win by puck yeah, yeah, yeah. goal and a half or whatever. Plus 600. Plus 600. That, okay. okay, that sounds more better. right. It's more our territory, although I kind of like kicking it up to 1,000. <laughs> if you like the Rangers that much, go I for mean, it. I mean, look, yeah. I'm not hitting. Uh, who are we kidding? I'm not hitting my pick anyway. It doesn't matter what the odds are. Uh, so go go ahead. Follow along with Mego for sure. Make an informed decision on Arkan. I don't know what to tell you with him. He's spotting dimes, eating onions on his picks. I'm just wrong every time, so go the opposite of me. You'll be fine. Fade Jones. Fade him. <laughs> And if you really want to spice it up, Ooh. Rangers puck line. How could I forget this? Jessica Beale movie, thank you. Text line, Summer Catch. Ooh, I've been told she was also in some of the Blade films. Yes, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, so there, there you go. go. Okay, but I actually saw Summer Catch. <laughs> I saw that too. Not a bad movie. Uh, it was a bad movie. Uh, is Jessica Beale one of the top 10 actresses uh, on, uh, <laughs> on Keith's list? I saw he's been doing a list recently. I'm going to guess she didn't make the cut. Uh, stay tuned for Keith, and I'm guessing Andy Hart. Thumbs up. They come your way moments from now at 6 o'clock right here on WEEI. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2. That's you the pumpkin market. The gift I don't know me. this song. And the card inside would say thank you for being a friend. Human stripper. Pole. reminds me of like a little koala bear. You know? Like now you see making a his way to the stage. over the tree. Yeah, it does look like a koala. It's very cute. You know they That's get very tired. They get very tired very easily. Those koalas. You know that. You know they have chlamydia. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.